Hello everybody, welcome back to the Canberra Football Show. I'm one of your hosts, Matt Nicoletti, brought to you by Eminem Podcasts. I'm of course today joined by Michael Georgesi like I always am. And however, we do not have Russ Gibbs with us today, but do not fear the expert of Canberra Football's knowledge will be will grace us with his presence via audio clips that he has nicely sent in to us today. Michael, how's it going? Yeah, good, thank you, Matt. Um, obviously, first and foremost, football's back. It's amazing, it's great. Um, it was obviously uh, great to see um, over numerous uh, platforms um, games that uh, you know took place over the weekend. You know, ranging from you know the youngsters all the way through to the uh, through to the uh, the adults. Um, no, it was great. It was just um, fantastic to see you know our game finally uh, uh, come back. Uh, and how about your own game, Michael? Oh, on the weekend. I didn't think we'd we'd go there, but we're we're here, aren't we? <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say you know let's leave it but obviously um you know uh, my, my club canberra city uh you know in the in the state league uh competition uh we got off to a good win uh a good start sorry uh five two five two winners matt you know started the season with a nice five-star performance uh would have liked a clean sheet but uh can't ask for more than three points for your first game hey you're a bit rusty right it's it's all right yeah, it's all right. yeah exactly right exactly right and we've got a tough game next week against anu so uh, looking, for, looking forward to that one, uh, for sure, and as the season goes on. Tune in to Michael's Facebook page for the, uh, for the extra in-depth analysis, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, or WhatsApp group, yeah. or whatever you got. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> All right, now let's just get straight into the action. Yeah, we, we are straight back into it. Uh, Canberra Olympic, uh, obviously up against Belconnen United, with uh, Belconnen United edging it out. Uh, 2-1 victors, uh, Kofi Danning and... Uh, Flores getting on the uh, score sheet for Belconnen uh, and Woods uh, for Canberra Olympic. Uh, Capital Football uh, reporter Jeremy uh, Megan uh, was able to catch up with uh, Belconnen uh, coach Paul Maycor uh, straight after the game. And uh, Matt, you obviously had a chat with uh, Olympics uh, Robbie uh, Katnak uh, yesterday. Congratulations. Uh, really good game. Your impressions? Yeah, no, it was... Um for our first hit out, and even for Olympic, uh, I thought it was a great uh, spectacle for the first game. Yeah, could have gone either way, so no, great game. True, great to see uh, Luca Flores, one of your uh, young talents, scoring a goal and an assist. Yeah, it's, it's great to see the young guys coming through Belconnen and given a chance. Um, it's unfortunate that we had three injured before the actual game started, so nah, the boys uh, played well. Looking forward to next week? Yeah, one week at a time, so yeah. I'll, I'll think about next week uh, on Tuesday, but no, one week at a time. A very, very close game on Saturday. Not the uh, result you guys were looking for, but well, what did you make of your team's performance? Uh, yeah, to be honest, there were some uh, some good parts. There were some things I wasn't overly happy with, but um, the result was... Yeah, it was an outcome of probably how we, what we did with the ball more than anything. Um, I always felt if we we had a lot of the ball, uh, and I, I felt like if we we didn't uh, do something and score a few goals, then we're always liable to get one. So essentially, just like uh, sort of working on efficiency in the next few weeks, sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, as I said, we we had a lot of ball, um, and I was yeah, we were. Yeah, you know, without I'm not gonna have a dig at any of the players. Like the the players were trying and they were putting in effort. I think it was probably more rustiness than than most things. But um, yeah, as I said, I'm not overly worried. Um, but uh, obviously, there's it's gonna need to improve. That's all. 
And uh, considering it's the first match of the season, I'm sure uh, that will be the case. And, uh, of course, this is your first official matchup as the head coach of Olympic. How did it feel being on the bench instead of on the field? Yeah, it was good. As I said, um, yeah, obviously you look at the game in a different way. Um, you know, obviously I, I still itch to get out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, luckily I haven't registered myself, so I can't put myself on. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, no, it's been, it's been good. Obviously it's, you know, I'm, I'm very, very junior and very, you know, starting, starting out as a coach. So obviously there's going to be, you know, some things that, you know, there's going to be mistakes along the way. There's going to be some things that I learned from, from the stuff that I do and, you know, I'll, uh, I'll just have to learn quickly, I guess, from where I am. Yeah, interesting uh, words from both of those coaches there. I'll tell you what, Michaels, it was an extremely, extremely close matchup. There was not much between them in the first half. Absolutely was not much between them. Uh, yep, barely anything separated them. Uh, Olympic had more possession, though, than Gungalan, uh, uh, sorry, than uh, Belconnen. Belconnen were a little more pragmatic, but that really worked in their favor in the end because uh, their efficiency obviously helped them score. Uh, Russ... Uh, Russ's words will bring on a little later, but he'll explain it all. However, the Kofi Danning goal was an absolutely beautiful goal, and that just broke everything. That just that just really uh, kept the, that started the momentum for Balkonen. And Russ mentions this a little bit as well, but uh, the, he McCaw's really big with the young players, as we keep mentioning. So the likes of Luca Flores scored. Ethan Stamatis also made his debut. Players like this, uh, the future of Balkonen and. And it's good to see them getting solid 30, 35 minutes and actually being involved in the goals. Um, and from the Olympic point of view, like Robbie Cadnack said, he I think uh, he's, he, he just said, look, we need to score when we can, otherwise we know Belconnor will be dangerous. And that's exactly what happened. So I don't think he'll be uh, too worried in that regard in terms of this being a regular occurrence. Mm. Olympic is still a very good team and they showed it on the day. Like I said, barely anything could really separate these two sides. So it is going to be interesting to see how these two play if they both end up being in the finals. And now we turn it off over to Russ and then we'll head on to our next game. O'Connor United picked up three points split in the first round of the NPL at O'Connor and closed against Canberra Olympic. The match was... Uh a game between two well-organised teams that matched each other across the park and it took some individual brilliance to uh, get the result in favour of the Blue Devils. Kofi Danning's goal from Luca Flores' pass opened the scoring. Um, Olympic uh, equalised through sub-Seb Woods, but Luca Flores himself snatched the winner with four minutes to play. Um, on the balance of play, it was surprising in the second half as Olympic were probably the better side before Danning had scored, but in the first period, it was definitely Belcon who had the upper hand. Probably should have taken the lead when Justin Wells was given a penalty, but he uncharacteristically blazed over the crossbar. As I said, it was two new coaches with two new teams uh, for Robbie Cadnash. I wouldn't say there's an awful lot wrong with his side. Unfortunately, he lost a couple of players injured. Jay Kelly tweaked hamstring and Lassie Ulrich went off as well. I left him a bit short-handed at the back um, and two youngsters had to come on in Woods and Michael Southern. That might be a case for him through the season because his bench was very young um, and the return of Michael Reeve can't come too soon for Robbie Katnach and his team. For Balcony United, they look very strong across the park. Darren Bailey looked a good addition at left-back as we probably expected him to be. Their three youngsters on the bench that came on, Ethan Stamatis, Max Malik and John O'Lear, all did a good job. Lear was involved in the winning goal as well. Both sides got plenty to look forward to this season. Tricky matches, as you probably mentioned, coming up already. Balco play Warden Weston at Hawker. Tucker on go to Camper Olympic at Camper. We expect both of them to get three points on the board there this weekend, though, judging from what we've seen. And uh, both of them can be in with a shout with the top four by the end of the season. 
Okay, moving on now uh, to Riverside. Uh, the Monero Panthers uh, were up against uh, Canberra, uh, Croatia, where the visitors came out uh, 2-1 uh, victors. Uh, goals uh, from the away side came from Kier and Ugrinic in the dying embers uh, of the game to snatch the win uh, for Canberra, Croatia, whilst uh, Nick Dahl was on the score sheet from, uh, from Monero. Uh, Matt uh, was able to catch up uh, with both uh, coaches straight after uh, the, the encounter. First of all, close match today. What did you make of the uh, team's performance? To tell you what, I was very impressed with Monero's side today. They, were, they didn't make a mistake. They won every second ball. Um, from our side, it was just a little bit too slow. We held onto it a little bit too long. They closed us down very well. Right? I didn't actually expect it to be like that. So all credit to Monero. But, um, you know, the boys just kept fighting and, and the result was there. What sort of test were you guys expecting? Because Monaro have improved heaps they, under under Jimmy. They have, they have. Um, all credit to Jimmy as well. But um, don't get me wrong, we we didn't in the whole preseason we didn't really have a uh, a game like this. You know, this was um, a tough game today, and um, they will upset a lot of teams this year. Definitely, they they play well. They're a really good team. How did the boys feel to be back after uh, you know the long COVID break? Oh, it's a killer. It's a killer. It's the longest uh, preseason we've ever done, and. Um, they're buzzing, they're buzzing, everything was good. Um, just the performance tonight was off. It actually was off, I've never seen them play like this. So, you know, there's we've, things that we've got to work on and just keep going, I suppose. And next week you've got a big challenge in the reigning champions, Gungahlin. How, do you, how are you guys going to prepare for that? Um, just the way we play, just play our, our normal game, but um, it will definitely be a different game to tonight because um, they play a bit of a different style, but this what Monero showed us tonight was, you know, made us think about it. All right, uh, really close game today. Unfortunately for you guys, it's sort of uh, slipped near the end, but uh, a lot of encouraging signs, I'm sure, in that performance. Yeah, look, the boys were very gallant today. I thought uh, they stuck to the game plan. We we set them up to play Canberra FC tonight, and we've been working hard the last two weeks. Um, unfortunately, we fell short at the end. I've got to take my hat off to both keepers. I think both keepers kept their teams in the in the competition today. Uh, but unfortunately, that's what it's all about, isn't it? The slip of uh, concentration right at the end there cost us the game. It was a hard hard pill to swallow, wasn't it? Oh, it, certainly, it certainly would be. And uh, considering the COVID break, have you sort of changed your team's approach this season or is it mostly stuck to the same thing? Or No, 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 no. So, uh, well, you know, being in the New South Wales, it's been a little bit... Well, we have to work a little bit different to the ACT, but... Now we're back over the border, we can work harder and it took a couple of weeks to get going but the boys are, are hitting the mark and they're, they're working really well. And next week you have Tigers at home, uh, how are you guys going to prepare for that matchup? Well we'll re- 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 revisit this week and uh, we know how Tigers will play and we'll start setting them up to play Tigers next week and hopefully we'll get a different result. <laughs> nice little uh, chuckle there from uh, Jimmy at the end hopefully. You know, uh, for his sake anyway, uh, they uh, can turn things around uh, next week. Um, I, I was struck by um, Ante uh, Rakic's uh, comments there, uh, the Canberra Croatia assistant coach. He was brutally honest um, and gave a lot of props uh, to Monero, didn't he, Matt? Look, he certainly did. And the thing I found interesting about this game, it was another one of those games that was very, very close. Like, Canberra Croatia would have a chance and the Monero would have a chance. And then Cranbourne Croatia have a shot, the Monaro would have a shot. It was they were very equal in that regard. 
except uh, I guess the difference is is the reputation. Monaro uh, still rebuilding under Jimmy. They have improved heaps, but before Jimmy, they were uh, everyone remembers they were they were always battling for that you know to try and not mm. come last. Yep. So before Jimmy came in, that was you know what their benchmark was. Now their benchmark is let's try and make the top four. So they've got a slightly different approach to what Canberra, sorry, Canberra Croatia would be. And theirs is always, you have to fight for the title. So for them, they would see it as a disappointment. Uh, in saying that though, they were pushed by Monaro. Monaro really did push them. And there was a few uh, decisions which everyone was sort of complaining about around the grounds at the time. There was a contentious penalty decision against Monaro as Lukeman was taken down in the box. Uh, I think... Um, Someone's social media posted that specific mm. highlight, so it is a bit of a discussion between everybody. Yeah. However, got to be careful not to get into it too much. We don't. No, no, exactly. We don't, don't want to get in trouble. I just <laughs> wanted to mention uh, what everyone was saying around the ground yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then there was on the second Deacon goal, there was considered a there was calls for handball, and the reason I bring it up is when you listen to the replay, you can hear the people in the background of the bar TV thing saying handball, handball. Canberra Croatia. How? Not yeah. Deacon anymore. Yeah, Canberra Croatia. Did I say Deacon? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, everybody. Sorry. Anyway, so <laughs> anyway, so in that, though, mm. you can uh, there were a few, you know, calls that some people would decide to go the other way. Mm. However, look, you know, that's, you know, the ref has a very difficult job. It's one of those things where you're quickly in the time of play and you're not really going to, you know, you, a lot of refs stick by the, the decision. That's fair enough. However, I wouldn't say due to this result, Monaro aren't going to do well this season. They are going to do very well, and I don't think they're kind of going to come third last like they did last season. I think they're really going to really going to push this season, and it was a very, very good result from them. And I do think they will feel positive going into the game against Tigers, which should be an absolute cracker. I mean, that is going to be a very interesting matchup, considering Tigers won uh, as they did against Tuggeranong. Now, uh, let's move on to Gungahlin against Woden West and Gungahlin won 5-0. John Golevsky with two goals, Habtamerium with a penalty and a goal as well. And Woden Western uh, zero. And Michael, mm. first and foremost, what did you uh, think about the game and how it went? Pretty uh, convincing performance by Gungahlin. Yeah, obviously uh, one-sided, but it actually wasn't as one-sided throughout the 90 minutes as you know most people might have looked at this on first glance uh, looking at the at the scoreboard um obviously Gungarlan are obviously off to a dominant start uh, to the season I don't think any of us are really uh, too surprised that they've started um this well considering the the uh, the quality and the and the depth uh, that they've accumulated uh, over the over the preseason and into and uh, into their side now sorry um Callum, uh, I'll give a shout, shout out to Callum Cook, uh, the Woden Western uh, goalkeeper. I mean, he conceded five goals, and no, no keeper wants to concede five goals. But I mean, he made a handful of uh, immense, uh, immense saves that that he can be uh, proud of and take a lot of confidence out of that uh, as the as the season goes on. Um, you know, Woden did really well for the first uh, forty-five minutes uh, of, of the game. I, I felt um, they. They only kept. Um, it was only one nil uh, at, at the break. Uh, I think they would have. Uh, I think Ulysses would have took a, taken a lot of confidence out of that uh, first forty-five minutes. Um, but I mean, Gungahlin just really amped up to the amped up their style of play. Obviously, got Nick Rushton uh, just uh, pulling the strings in in, in the midfield. Um, and I mean, 
everything uh, and I guess the the floodgates uh, really really opened uh, opened up there and uh, four answered unanswered goals in the in the second half uh, got them the three points uh, in the end and uh, look I guess the only issue with Woden is like they have a lot of young players and their experience doesn't compare to someone like Ungal and how we've talked on this show before has a massive massive squad and we sort of mentioned it with Tuggerong as well they're sort of working on a shoestring budget so I do th- I do think it's going to be a little difficult for Woden Western this year, as Russ has mentioned as well. Uh, hopefully, they can get a few good results. However, I just it's it's going to be very difficult for them considering yeah. the budget they're working on compared to how all the other clubs were pre-COVID. Now, Russ has left his thoughts with us on this game. Well, the Premier's got off to the expected start that we thought would happen. They won five 0 against Woden Western. Um, you know, it was one of those games where they could have had plenty more as well. But for Callum Cook in the goal, the youngster for Woden West was absolutely outstanding. He made a string of magnificent saves throughout the match uh, to keep his team in, in contention as far as they were. Uh, to be honest, it was Gungarland who dominated the possession and dominated the territory. We expected that from the kickoff. Woden Western perhaps played a bit more defensively than we thought they might do. A, a, two bank, a bank of four and a bank of five, really, with Martin Deng being the lone front runner. But once Gungarland went in front through Michael John's goal after 20 minutes, it looked like inevitable that they were going to take the three points. Um, unfortunately for Woden Western, they conceded right at the start of the second half when Josh Goleski tapped home 30 seconds into the second stanza, and that really set the tone for the second period. Woden opened up trying to get themselves back into the match. Chances were few and far between for them, though. Perhaps should have had a penalty when Jay Selden was brought down um, halfway through that half, and he had to go off injured as well, and having made all three subs, Woden finished with 10 players. By then, though, it was Gungarland United who were home and hose. It was a brace of goals for Josh Gillespie on debut, a couple for Jeremy Habitamari and one for the penalty spot as well. And as I said, but for Callum Cook, it would have been plenty more. This weekend, difficult tasks for both sides, as with Olympic and Belcon. And Woden Western, as we mentioned, go to Hawker to play Belco. And a huge match on Sunday at Deakin Stadium. Two sides have got off to winning uh, starts. We'll be there with Bar TV Sports live at five, uh, quarter past three in the afternoon. Canberra, Croatia versus Gungarland United. That one should be an absolute classic. And obviously we had uh, the last uh, match uh, for the for the MPL1, uh, where Tigers FC uh, defeated Tuggeranong United 4-0. Uh, the scorers for Tigers were uh, Rocco Streaker, uh, Redman, and uh, two goals uh, late on in the second half uh, from uh, Bogner. Um, I think you couldn't ask for a better start uh, for Ryan Grogan's uh, first game uh, in charge. Uh, I think given the... I mean, we, we mentioned it a whole bunch of times um, in the lead-up to the season about how he has these massive shoes uh, to fill uh, of Gabby Wilkes, uh, who left such an imprint um, in being such a great coach uh, at, at Tigers. Um, I, I don't think you can ask for better than a, than a 4-0 uh, scoreline. And obviously, it's a bit tough uh, on the oppos- opposite end of the spectrum with um, Mitch Stevens uh, at Tuggeranong. Um, he, he'll take aspects... Uh, out of that game, uh, positively, that's just the sort of sort of guy that that Mitch is. Having um, you know talked to him numerous times o- over over the years, and um, I don't think uh, they should hang their heads uh, too too low, um, considering this uh, result. And th- they're a, they're a really dogged side. They they put in max effort uh, each and every week, and you you can expect them to come back um, next week most definitely. And here are Russ's thoughts on this game. Uh, Dan, uh, uh, Nigel. 
Mahjong Oval Tigers got off to a winning start as well, a 4-0 win over Tuggerong United. Speaking of Mitch Stevens afterwards on the way home, he felt that his side played much better than the 4-0 scoreline suggested. And looking at the highlights, perhaps they did. Unfortunately, they were undone by a familiar source. A Rocco struck a free kick, absolutely stunning strike to give the Tigers a lead. Lawrence Redman then nodded in the second from a corner and two goals in a minute from Julian Borgner gave the scoreline a gloss that perhaps it didn't um, necessarily uh, uh, reflect the final outcome of the game. Tuggerong played a lot of it with 10 men. Marco Gar was sent off for two yellow cards in the first half. Both of them probably uh, warranted yellow cards. So um, it was a tough ask for Tuggerong once they'd gone down to 10 men to try and break down the Tigers side, which, as usual, looked very, very good going forward. Bit shaky at the back on occasions. Tuggerong may have scored a couple of goals, but, you know, it's a, it's a start to the season that the Tigers wanted. They've got three points under, in the bag. They've got a plus four in the goal difference column, and they've seen off a tenacious Tuggerong side. This weekend, they travel to the Riverside. Again, we'll watch that live on Bar TV Sports at 5.30 against Monero Panthers. A difficult test for them again. I'm really looking forward to that game. I think that we packed full of goals and incidents. And if you can't get along to the Riverside to watch that one in person, do tune into Bar TV Sports. And as usual, we'll be back to channel about it all next week. And those round two matches for next week are Belconnen United versus Woden Western, 5.30 Saturday, Hawker Football Centre. Then we've got Monaro versus Tigers FC, also on at the same time, 5.30pm, Saturday, Riverside Stadium. However, this one is on Bar TV. Then we've got Tuggerong United versus Canberra Olympic, 3pm, Sunday at Canberra. And then Canberra Croatia versus Gungahlin United, 3pm, Sunday at Deakin Stadium on Bar TV. That one should be an absolute cracker. Now we are moving on to the MPLW round one. Michael, what matches do we have this weekend? Well, to kick things off, we've obviously got the, uh, the defending premiers, uh, Belconnen United, who put the... Uh, they laid the, the hammer down. Uh, you know, a real statement of, in, of intent to show, you know, all the teams in the MPLW exactly why they're the uh, defending premiers and why they've been the best team, women's team in Canberra over the last decade. I mean, a 9-0 uh, victory over uh, uh, the Monero Panthers. Uh, goals... Uh, to Fauna, who, who finished with a double. Uh, Jaloka, uh, who, who also finished with a double. Uh, Bobbin uh, with a double. Uh, Clark, uh, Woodman and Price. So qu- quite a few uh, doubles uh, in there f- for, for three of the players uh, there, Matt. Yeah, no, it certainly was a very, very dominant performance. I was keeping up with the score when I was watching the Olympic versus Belconnen match. And yeah, it was just very dominant to say the least. I mean... If anyone had any sort of questions over the, you know, over how Belconnen would transition after having two changes within the space of the off-season, it clearly hasn't affected them at all. Well, at least in this match, anyway, they um, were their usual selves uh, under new coach Ugul, and unfortunately for Minara, this is an absolute nightmare of a start for Paul Townsley in his first official match in charge. I mean. I know, I guess you can take solace in, it might not get harder than the Blue Devils. You, I'm sure mm-hmm. you can take solace in that for Paul Townsley. However, it's I'm gonna, it's going to be very interesting to see how they go in the next uh, few rounds because I think this is going to be, from what I've seen from watching a few of the games and commentating a few of the games over this weekend, the MPLW is going to be a little bit tighter than it usually is. It's going to be a little bit more competitive. And I'll mention that in the upcoming matches like the match we have next yeah, that's always a great thing um to to hear as well you know that the that the women's game is developing and, and growing in that in that facet um we we obviously want um all all our leagues uh to to to, to, to sorry i can't even get it out to continue to grow there we go i said it um so it, it's 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 great uh, let, let let the action continue uh, let everything um you know 
uh, continue to develop uh, here, here in the uh, nation's capital. And next up, we have Gungahlin United against Canberra Olympic. That was 2-0. Uh, Aitolu and Pennyfield. Aitolu in the 57th minute with a beautiful free kick. Just absolutely out of nowhere. It was fantastic mm. from at least 30 yards. Sorry, I'm now speaking in American terms here. It's all right. <laughs> so then, and then we've got uh, Pennyfield, who scored in the 63rd minute with a cheeky lob over the keeper. Oh, beautiful. And I was able to catch up with both of these co- coaches after the match. Yeah, good win for uh, your girls today. What did you make of the performance? Oh, I was very happy, very, very happy. I wanted them to um, to get out there and get into some sort of rhythm and, and not try and play too elaborate football so early on in the year with so little gameplay. Um, so I was happy. I was happy with that start. And today, both the goals were absolutely stellar goals. Is that something they've, uh, they just naturally have, or did you, uh, did you teach them? <laughs> Oh, I'd like to take the credit. That's Elka. Elka's got a million of those in a kit bag, and she always looks surprised when she hits them, but we see them all the time, so it's no surprise. And your midfield really seemed to click. Your midfield three seemed to click for you today. That, it, uh, I'm assuming it would certainly be the heartbeat of the way you want to play. Uh, were you happy with that sort of progression today? Yeah, I was. We work hard on the midfield. I work hard on about five or six of them to be able to rotate in that midfield. So whilst, yes, uh, Tiana and um, Stella um, and Steffi um, are the primarily in the middle, but I do need um, the likes of Elka and Eri to roll in. And it's, it's, I know there's six or seven of them that can play in that middle role and, and rotate that position. Makes it hard for the opposition. Um, they did it well today. Well, I certainly noticed that, especially halfway through the first half, uh, like... Even you even had um, Elka sort of uh, drop back mm. deeper into midfield yep. and uh, others would push up and then they'd all, always move around. Is that your idea, to like keep people guessing? Yeah, yeah. I want them to... If, if, if we're not finding the nine, I want the nine to come and find the ball. Um, and if that means she drops really deep, well, somebody else needs to go and play that in, and, and, and fill that hole that she leaves. So I encourage them to rotate. I encourage them to go and find the football. Um, and I encourage all of the girls to be able to play in numerous positions. And next week uh, should be a pretty uh, interesting and tough matchup for both these teams. Uh, you're up against the Canberra United Academy. How are you guys going to prepare for that match? Uh, look, the Academy, we know we, we, would, we need to be prepared to move the ball quickly. Um, they do move the ball around the park nicely, especially on the synthetic pitch, the ball rolls. So uh, we will be working on that. Um, and, and being prepared for the fact that we won't get a lot of time on the ball, um, but we will still be attacking them. All right, not the result you guys were looking for today. However, there there seemed to be a lot of good signs in there. What, did you take that out of it? or? Yeah, I mean, it was a disappointing result, definitely. Really disappointing. The girls are pretty shattered, to be fair, um, given that we've had a positive pre-season and we know we're capable of more. Uh, we didn't deserve the win, but, you know, we did create a lot of chances still in the second half and players that weren't able to put those away are pretty disappointed, obviously, in themselves as well. But, you can't. I mean, the effort from the girls in terms of trying to get something out of the game, so we really went at it at the end. We just wasn't our day today, and so we'll take heat and come back stronger next week. Uh, uh, like we mentioned, there's a lot of uh, improvement there in the game defensively and also attacking-wise. Uh, did that come from a lot of hard work in training over the off-season? Did you guys really put a lot of emphasis on this sort of improvement? Or Yeah, look, we're definitely a team that wants to try and, you know, get stronger as the game goes on and um, and that was something which I think did come through and was obvious today and, and supported by the fact that we've got a stronger defensive setup this year as well and our, our, I guess we're more disciplined as well. So, yeah, you know, if... We, the classic thing, if the game could go for another 30 minutes, who knows, we're, we're, we're a fit side and hopefully that's going to come into play more from a results point of view in the coming weeks. So. And uh, you guys have uh, Woden Western next week. How are you guys going to prepare for that one? 
Oh, home game, which is fantastic. We really enjoy playing O'Connor more and more these days, and um, it's in good nick at the moment. So, um, yeah, Woden West are another good side. They've got a lot of their players from last year as well, and we're in that sort of mid-table area, not far behind Gungarland. So, big game for us, um, and hopefully we can, um, yeah, put a few more back in the back of the net next week and uh, big week ahead. So, yeah. Uh, Matt, you made your uh, commentary uh, first appearance uh, for, for for the season. Uh, how how was it um, getting getting on the on the different mi- microphone? Oh, look, it was it was certainly interesting. I mean, I had my crack at a play by play. It's very difficult mm-hmm. to learn the names. I already talked to the coaches before. I said, look, you know, yeah. first time covering the women's game, so I won't know too many of the names right away. But I thought I did it right, and Jeremy did very well. Also, Jeremy McGann from Capital Football. I give a shout out to him. He's mm. his knowledge is quite uh, good for someone who who didn't um, cover this game last season as well. And in terms of the uh, commentary, it's if anyone wants to get involved, talk to Lachlan Roberts. It's a uh, it's, it's always a very good experience and all the coaches are very helpful if uh, that's one thing you would be worried about. Now, in terms of the game, quickly, <coughs> before we move on, he mentioned, Glaciers mentioned that midfield trio for Gungahlin and I thought that was quite key because you had the likes of Stella DeMarco, who I thought was quite impressive with her range of passes, short passes, long passes. She was all over the place in that regard and it was fantastic to see like the range of passing she had. And then you had Miro, who was very, very elegant on the ball. Uh, she had a very specific way. She uh, turned players and she stepped over the ball and that sort of thing. So when you see her play, you'll be able to notice it right away. Mm-hmm. She was quite impressive. And Steph Lyon at Legions was a workhorse all over the park, sort of like the... Box-to-box. The, the box-to-box the box box sort of player. She was, mm-hmm. um, she was great in that regard as well. So I can definitely understand why Diego wants to play this way because he's got three players who rotate. And Miro kept dropping back... She went forward, and the uh, centre forward actually dropped back in her position at times. So he, he was not wrong about keeping people guessing. When you watch one of their games this season, you'll definitely be able to tell that's how they like to play, and he loves to keep them guessing that way. And in terms of Olympic, um, I thought they played quite well, actually. Uh, I don't believe they're going to come last like they did last season. I think they've improved tremendously under Andrew Woodman in the off season. They, of course, have the Sykes sisters with yeah. Nicole Begg having a very good game. They, they had a great... Uh preseason as well we we talked about that in the lead up to uh this season they 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 had a tremendous preseason given the circumstances they um were under uh last year i mean they had a really great preseason and uh it's great to see that um that they've put in um a a great performance to start uh the 2020 season no they certainly did they don't don't sleep on uh canberra olympic this season i think they're going to do quite well and they're not i can guarantee they're not going to come last they i thought they were very very good and they created a lot of chances they could have easily scored uh, the Gungahlin keeper was very good in that game also. Now, next up, we have Woden Western versus Canberra, Croatia. We had an own goal. However, it it was... Uh, so, essentially, the Canberra, Croatia player took the shot at goal, hit the person and came, and it sort of ricocheted off. And we have interviews from both the coaches. So, yeah, cl- uh, it was a close game yesterday, 1-0. Uh, what did you make of your team's performance? Yeah, look, I was, I was really happy with the way we played and the performance we put in. We put out a game plan at the start of the match and they played they played to, to the game plan for the entire 90 minutes. Look, I think everybody in the team found the game a little bit frustrating. Um, you know, we played really well. We had a lot of possession. Woden um, defensively were strong and held us out. Um, we, we scored in the end um, in a tough game. But, yeah, I was happy with the performance overall. And... Uh, Woden had a pretty, like you said, Woden had a pretty good uh, defensive game yesterday. How did you, uh, how did that make it difficult for you guys yesterday? 
Yeah, look, they set up a really strong defensive block and, you know, in any game, it doesn't matter who you're playing, if they hold a strong defensive block and do it well, they're hard to break down and hard to score against them. And they did it really well. Uh, from anyone that was there watching, would have would have seen that. Um, you got to give them full credit to, to what they did do on the weekend and they did it well. And next week, you have the uh, long trip to Wagga who are coming off the bye. How are you guys going to prepare for that game? Um, look, yeah, look, we'll have our normal preparation going in. Um, Tuesday we'll have a nice sharp training session Thursday we'll be focusing on what we expect in the game coming up on the weekend against Wagga um, obviously not ideal travelling to Wagga to play but you know the girls will be up for it it's also a good chance for them to sort of spend some time together over the weekend early in the season um, look yeah we'll be up for it we'll be excited and ready to go if you, if you don't mind me um, starting with, with yesterday with the, the game against uh, Canberra Croatia uh, it was it was a tough game, probably a frustrating game for you, uh, with, with Canberra Croatia well in place and and hard for your team to express themselves offensively. Uh, great defensive effort, though. Great goalkeeper. Your keeper was in excellent form yesterday, uh, and and two goals definitely unlucky. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game? Well, it, it was a very good defensive effort from our from our team. Um, I consider Canberra to be the benchmark for the, for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a very good yeah, very good sense of effort. Um, uh, it was a very good game to watch. Um, and you know we we put in a good, a good effort and uh, uh, Did you get into the game telling telling your players that you knew the level of or they knew the level of Canberra Croatia offensively and, and sort of sitting it down and, and playing transition game was the aim? No, the aim was like we play our game. So we're very, uh, we very much believe in zonal defending. So and we press a lot. Okay. Um, so we like to put pressure on teams. Um, so we're very good defensively. Um, we also, we never got a lot of opportunities to get over the other side. We had some early chances to score. And if we had taken those chances early, um, it would have been a different game, but um, as a, we consider them to be, the, the, as I said, the benchmark of the of the, of the league this year. Uh, that was Jeremy McGann from Capital Football there with the interview with Mark Doyle from Woden Western. Now, it was it was a very interesting matchup. Uh, Canberra Croatia had a lot of the ball, like they said, and uh, Woden Western did had a very very good performance. But I think this shows once again that the uh, women's league is going to be quite a a little bit tighter this year. It's going to be um, very, very interesting to watch. So I definitely consider these two teams in terms of checking them out in the future. Now, Michael, what was the last matchup of the round? Well, we had uh, Tuggeranong United uh, at home against uh, the Canberra United uh, Academy. Uh, with the academy, uh, the visitors coming out uh, with a with a 3-1 uh, victory. Uh, thanks to goals uh, from Grove, uh, Cannon and Hunt. Uh, whilst uh, Helmers found the score sheet uh, for Tuggeranong. Um, it's obviously a good start uh, for the uh, academy uh, interim manager, uh, O'Donnell, uh, who obviously starts his reign off uh, with, with a win f- away from home, which is um, obviously, I think, every team would like that first game of the season uh, to, to be at home. Uh, but I think, you know, once you, once you obviously find out that, that that's not the case, you kind of have to put that in, into you know you can't have that in your thought process at all going into the game and even and, and even you know being out there on the field and um it, it's good to see that they um you know 
you know, got off to got off to a, a good start, uh, a, a good three-one win too. You, we we know, um, you know, throughout the years, uh, you know, watching watching um, Canberra United uh, Academy play that they're a very uh, heavy possession-based uh, football footballing team. Uh, they they love to keep possession. They love to you know use as much as the pitch uh, as they can to really suit their style uh, of play and. Um, you know, it, aside from that, I think it's good to see, uh, you know, um, that the competition, like, like we mentioned before, it looks like it's getting uh, closer. That these games look uh, are getting more more even, which it, which is what everyone wants to see. Everyone wants to see a, a competitive leagues, league. So I'm I'm very pleased to see that that this is the uh, the case with with the women's game at the moment. So it's 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 uh it's very positive, and hopefully this obviously continues. Uh, as the season uh, progresses, uh, as for Tuggeranong, I mean, it, it's always tough. I mean, playing a top three, um, you'd consider uh, obviously Canberra United Academy inside that top three teams of the MPLW. Um, it's always tough to have those games uh, first up, but I think, like you mentioned before, it's it's one of those games that you know you have it first up, you, you get it out of the way, and you and you, and you move forward. Um, like you don't you don't get the result that you hoped for, but there's you know, there's there's a lot more uh, games to be played now in which they can uh, pick up points. So I mean, for Tuggeranong United and uh, Michael Alfred, uh, uh, their coach, uh, it'll it'll just be about um, moving forward uh, past this uh, past this result. They can take uh, things out of it uh, in a, in a positive manner and and uh, continue on uh, next week. And next week for them involves a match against the Monaro Panthers. So both of them will be looking to bounce back from both those losses and that's at 1 p.m on saturday at riverside stadium and then we've got canberra olympic versus woden western 3 p.m saturday at o'connor enclosed Wagga city wanderers versus canberra croatia 3 p.m sunday at gissing oval that's in Wagga. and then we've got canberra united academy versus gungarland united sunday 4 20 p.m at the hawker football center and belconnen united are against the bye the Canberra United Academy and Gangala match will be on Bar TV Sport. I believe that is the commentated one. And I believe the Monaro and Tuggeranong one will also be commentated. All right. And last but not least, we're moving on to the, uh, the MPL 2 uh, round one uh, matches. Uh, Matt, obviously, uh, uh, Narabunda and Western Malonglo uh, kicking things off. Uh, a, a nice, uh, uh, solid 2-0 win for uh, Western Malonglo away from away from home uh, thanks to goals uh, from from sellers and uh, Neuer uh, in, in the uh, in injury time uh, there um, uh, uh, care to um, get into this game a, a little bit yeah uh, look I think Western Malonglo they they were hitting on the edge of top four last year and mm. they've really really strengthened well as have Wagga which we'll mention in a bit uh, so it looks like uh, it's going to be quite a even more competitive lead this year. It was quite competitive last year, but I think it's going to be even more this year. Western Malongolo have also added the likes of uh, Adam Furch, for those who remember, he was the technical director at Manara, and then also Ben Townsley. They just added them last week. And in terms of Narabanda, um, it's their first, uh, obviously, first home game of the win. Also, their first home game in the new uh, in the new stadium. Yeah, that's right. Um, so not very not a very good result for them however they're going to be looking for the positives in this and they're going to look to try and bounce back next week against Brindabella who also uh, ended up uh, not winning either so they've both got something to prove so I think that match comes at the right time for both of those teams in that regard so 
look, Narabunda have, they've got six more games to work on what they can, so I'm sure they will uh, uh, work as hard as they can. And in terms of Western Malongolo, I'm interested to see where they end up this season. I think they could mm. push for the top four. However, it's going to be very, very close. Yeah. And now, next up, we have Wagga City Wanderers against ANU, and they won 3-2 with Stevens, Podeski, and Menza, all with goals. And then we've got Deans, Peterkin with the goals for ANU. This is a massive, massive win for yeah, the Wagga gonna, City Wanderers. I'll, yeah, I was going to say, this is probably one of the um, standout uh, results uh, from the uh, games we've we've gone through uh, today um, on the on this podcast. That's a, that's a, that's a great result uh, for, for Wagga City uh, Wanderers to kickstart uh, their MP- MPL2 uh, campaign. It certainly was, Michael, and I was able to talk to both of those coaches. Almost a uh, pretty close game. A uh, very big win for you guys, though. What did you make of your team's performance on the day? Oh, look, I think it was um, exactly what we were asking for. Uh, we, we had a game plan uh, knowing the quality that we were up against, and um, we stuck to the task. Um, created you know more than enough chances to win the game and uh, we knew if we were in the game at the 70 minute mark that we were a good chance of um, getting it done and a and you as uh, as you know reigning uh, finals winners last season uh, do you see yeah. this victory as a sort of a statement for you guys that you guys know that you guys want to compete and you think you can compete this season I think it's confidence for us that we yeah. can be um, competitive. Uh, I don't know that it's a statement. Um, what it hopefully sets us up for is uh, we really want to make our home field a bit of a fortress. Uh, we really want to make it hard for teams that come down here. And, uh, you know, we're, we started well. And, um, you know, the, the things we've been working on, the processes that we have in place are working. Um but at this stage of the season, you know, whilst they're the favourites and rightly so, and you know they have such a good reputation, you really don't know where they stand in the league. Um, it's still too early to know that. Um, and I think um, I think every week's going to be a, a you know a test. And you you mentioned how you want to make your home ground a fortress. Uh, next season, you have that opportunity again against Western Malonglo, who got a 2-0 win over Narabunda this weekend. How are you guys going to prepare for that matchup? Oh, look, for me, this this is one of the critical matches. Um, you know, we're trying to crack the top four, and I think Western Mongolo are, are going to be amongst a group of teams that are trying to crack the top four, and, and these are the ones that you have to win. It's a six-point game. If you want to be in the top four, you have to beat the other teams and, you know, hopefully pick up a, a win or two against the top one or two teams. Uh, you must beat the bottom teams and then try and get the results against... Um, the ones that are going to be thereabouts. Um, so this is this is a big game for us, and we all prepare the same way we, we did for last week, and we'll, we'll be ready for uh, a grand final type matchup. Uh, close game on the weekend. Not the result you guys were looking for, though. What what did you make of your team's performance? Uh, oh well, we we started the game really well. Um, scored in the fourth minute, um, and if if we had played the whole game at that intensity, I think it would have been a very different result. But um, it probably uh, reflected that our, our pre-season hasn't been what we really would have liked because our, our fitness fell away. And um, that uh, 
probably is, is the main thing that cost us in the end. Though, um, credit to credit to Wagga, they were very hungry for the home win. Indeed, and you you mentioned the fitness. That's something that's uh, obviously been interrupted due to COVID. How can you just talk a little bit about that? How has that uh, played into? How did that play into your uh, team's uh, preseason? Since you didn't get to work on fitness as much as you would have liked. Um. Uh, well, I we did try to stress to the players how much uh, how important it was for them to keep doing fitness work on their own. But the truth is, there's there's nothing to prepare you for matches yeah. like matches. You, you, match fitness is is uh, a crucial thing, and um, you know we managed to get in one preseason match, which not everybody um, could could make it to uh, to play. So instead of our normal preparation, where we would have a number of you know probably three or four games to get us ready for when we're um, playing seriously this this time we we had just between one and none and um it just made it really it just made it really hard and this weekend you've got a big match up against white eagles how will you guys prepare for that one uh, well, I, I suppose it'll be a, a little, um, a little licking of the wounds from the weekend. But um, obviously, uh, our, our fitness work will continue. We'll just keep trying to to get everybody um, up. Uh, where I'd be surprised if there aren't some changes to um, to our starting lineup. We've had a few little. Um, one of the other effects of uh, a conge- of a, a Short pre-season is we had a higher rate of soft tissue injuries than you'd expect. So, but we did manage to get some people um, good game time in the under twenty threes game, and so there's potential to bring some of those guys back into the first team. So hopefully we'll be a little bit uh, a little bit stronger um, when we take the field. Um, but we'll just be bearing in mind how we've uh, played against White Eagles in the past and the things that we. We need to do to um, to try and get over the top of them. But they've had a lot of player turnover, so we're not quite sure what to expect. Uh, very interesting words from both those coaches there. It certainly was uh, a really good result for Wagga. And an interesting fact before we move on to the next matchup for Wagga is that three of the first three home games, the first three games of the season for them are all at home. What a massive, massive advantage that is for Wagga, considering they all have to come there and then they just have to, you know, they just have to prepare for the game. If they can collect seven of at least seven to nine points, they've already grabbed three. If they can grab seven to nine from those three matches, they're going to be sitting pretty, aren't they, Michael? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, to have your first three games at home is absolutely, like, pivotal. Especially when you're like them. You're over there. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess it's a great opportunity for them to build... Um, you know, um, on, 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 on getting some really good uh, results to get them up uh, in the table uh, early on in the season. And I guess we'll sort of just see how that um, f- sort of plays out for them in the first three weeks. It could be a, a massive story um, in their season, these yeah. first three games. Yeah, and quickly about ANU before we head off. Like he said, I don't think... Obviously, he was uh, very impressed with Wagga, but I don't think... Uh, and you're going to be too down on themselves in that regard. Wagga's always a tough trip, and it's even a tougher trip now, considering how much they've improved and how much they've uh, helped that's uh, how much they've overhauled that squad. Uh, sorry, not overhauled, just improved it. 
Yeah. Uh, so I don't think they'll be they'll be disappointed with the result indeed, but I don't think they're going to be doubting themselves. They will still be one of the favourites, and like we said, it's going to be more of a top six they're in that the, regard than a yeah, top four. They're the they're the you know they're the grand final winners you know of of last season. They've been the best team in the competition the last five six years. They've lost games before. This will this will be nothing uh, for ANU. It's always disappointing to lose, but this won't affect them whatsoever. And saying that, though, credit to Warga, I was very very impressed with Absolutely. that win. Now next up we have White Eagle, White Eagles and O'Connor McCarran and Sandtrack with the goals for White Eagles. O'Connor Knights, Richie and Dodd. Michael, what do you have to say about this match? Well, I mean, I talked up this game in the in the build up. You know, from you know it being at at Woden Park uh, with, you know, the, the heritage and the, and the culture, cultural uh, backgrounds uh, of these uh, two clubs, uh, obviously in Serbia versus uh, uh, Croatia. Obviously, the uh, shout-out to the Eagles burgers. I'm, they were probably on point, uh, let, 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 let's be honest. Hey, are, are, are they never on point? Are they always on point? <laughs> they're they're always, always on, on point. point. Always on point. I've got to try it out. I've got to stress that out. I can't stress that enough. They're always on point. Um, I think... Obviously, uh, two all, cracking game. Uh, it would have been, from an entertainment point of view, it would have been everything um, anyone could have uh, hoped for watching uh, that game. Um, obviously, it, it looked like Eagles were going to uh, steal it. Um, obviously, being up two one, uh, you know, just inside ten minutes to go, um, and what a what a win that would have been if they were able to drag that out, considering the narrative that's been built around. Um, the O'Connor Knights, uh, the the amount of recruitment that they've made, and how they're one of the front runners uh, already uh, in the in the competition, just based on the personnel that they've brought in. Um, but you know, given those players that uh, that they've brought in and the, and the squad that they now have, they were able to to get a point uh, out of it. Um, a great a great game. Um, this is what we. Uh, and I said it before, um, this is what we want to see in Canberra. We want to see more games uh, like this, and it's good to see it at an MPL 2 level uh, as well, that quality not only being displayed in the MPL 1 competition, but also uh, in the MPL uh, 2 competition too. And they both have very, very big matches next week. So the two matches next week that they both have are matches between what the top four was last season, at the end of the season. It's going to be great. All right, so next matchup, we have the last match of the round. We have Brindabella against Ugali. Menham with the goal for Brindabella. And then we had Donadell, Vitucci, Davidson, and Roddy. And I was able to talk to both of these coaches yesterday. With massive uh, win for you guys um, yesterday. So uh, what did you make of how your team played? I uh, thought our energy was good and the absolute bare minimum that we expected to see after <laughs> that long without football. So uh, I think uh, that's, yeah, if we play with that sort of tempo, um, it'll hold us in good stead for future games. And this is your first official trip to Canberra during the comp. How was the trip? You mentioned a, a bit to me before this uh, recording how it was on the way back. How was it on the way there? Uh, well, look, uh, our club's been going for 64, 65 years and we carried on a fair few traditions from the beginning. We play cards all the way up. I think a lot more money's lost these days than it was uh, back in 1954, but uh, <laughs> we, we, we love the way up uh, just as much as we love the way back. And, all right, so, that, so that's an interesting point. You mentioned how, for you guys, uh, you guys don't mind the trips. Uh, however, on the other, on the flip side, your opponents won't particularly like it, consider, considering it's a 
far away for them. So uh, obviously you guys try are going to try and make your home ground a fortress when you guys uh, play in the third round? Oh, definitely. I mean, uh, we looked at the draw and uh, quickly uh, sort of earmarked our home games as the, uh, the ones where you know, we want to be putting our best foot forward. It's when our supporters can come. It's when our past players can come who uh, still have such a big influence at our club. And, uh, and yeah, like I said, it's the, the other teams are travelling to us. So uh, you hear the, the term hostile environment. Um, not that that's what we're trying to create, but we definitely want to be um, incredibly tough to beat at home. All right, so not the result you guys were looking for yesterday. Oh, sorry, on Saturday. Uh, what did you make of uh, the game and how your team played? Okay, so uh, overall, it was, uh, like you said, a very disappointing performance on behalf of uh, the squad and the team. Um, uh, we all sat after the game in June and, and thought that we knew that we could play better. Um, and uh, I suppose that uh, Ugali was uh, a better side and probably deserved all three points uh, on the performance of the 90 minutes. And... Um, um, they had a lot of uh, experienced players in their side, which was uh, evident on the park uh, for the 90 minutes, and they were well organised too. So, um, um, overall, um, very disappointed that uh, we didn't uh, get anything out of the game, but um, uh, knowing that we can do better, which is which is probably always a good thing. Well, yeah, you mentioned how you brought in like uh, a decent amount of new players. Um... Uh, are you uh, confident that you guys can uh, bounce back next week against Tar- uh, Narabunda? Uh, I'm not sure about bounce back, but we'll be putting out a better performance uh, next week. Uh, we'll be fixing a few things that came out uh, in regards to um, Ugali scored offset pieces, which uh, caused me a little bit of grief. Um, just little basic mistakes that, uh, that came out from uh, not tracking players or understanding or anticipating where the ball's going to bounce. Um, so we'll be addressing those type of things, issues during the week and uh, hopefully we can go out and perform again at Cornwall uh, on the better pitch this week um, and see if we can get a result. Interesting words there from both coaches. Uh, Ugali would be absolutely, absolutely buzzing. I mean, this is their first official match in Canberra in a very, very long time. Uh, and he also mentioned to me back in the, uh, they were playing, you know, back in the 1980s and mm. uh, in Canberra, and there was a few people of the game which he recognised, and they recognised them. They recognised Ugali from back then in the time. So I thought that was a quite a little bit of an anecdote when he uh, told me that after that interview. And so it just shows that, you know, they do have a history in this comp, and it's good to see clubs with that sort of history and that sort of passion be back in the comp, don't you reckon? Yeah, it's, it, it's great to hear. I think... Um, to have those, you know, correlations uh, between uh, clubs uh, from a historical um, point of view is, I think, always important uh, for our game, um, most definitely. Um, so it, it, it's fantastic um, uh, for that. Um, and, you know, ho- hopefully uh, in, in the future, um, we, we can have more sort of stories um, come out like that. I think they're always sort of good, uh, feel good, uh, stories that come out of the um, out of the footballing uh, community, and that was the best way for them to start possible a four-one victory. But in terms of Zoran's men, uh, just a, ba- a bad day at the office. Uh, like we mentioned, the preview, 
Uh, he had sort of had it up against him because a lot of his uh, experienced players, his two main centre backs, were out with ACL injuries and uh, a few other injuries here and there. Uh, however, he'll try and look for the he'll try and look for the positives. I'm sure uh, in that loss, and but he'll take other positives like two weeks ago they beat Queanbeyan City, who are in this comp as well. So they did have a good preseason. So I don't think they're going to be completely down after this result. And like I said, with the Narrabunda. Uh, both of the teams that came last and second last this season, uh, they'll both be looking to, for this match and they'll be like, all right, this is how we're going to improve. We're going to improve on this result. But in saying that, I don't think it is completely dire straits for either of those clubs right away. I don't. That's what people will be looking at, looking at last season's uh, table. However, I, d- I don't think you can write them off just yet in terms of improving their results from last season. I think they can uh, really do it. Now, Michael, what are the MPL round two matches for next week? Okay, so we've got... Uh, the Wagga City Wanderers up against uh, Western Malongolo uh, this Saturday, uh, 3 p.m. at Gissing Oval. Uh, we've got the O'Connor Knights uh, going up against uh, Queanbeyan City, which I think is going to be an absolute cracker. Um, Saturday as well, 3 p.m. at uh, Kaelin Enclosed. Uh, so you've got O'Connor, who've obviously had White Eagles uh, for round one, and now they've got Queanbeyan City uh, for round two. Uh, uh, for the third match of the round, uh, we got... Uh, Brindabella Blues uh, against uh, Narrabunda, 3pm, uh, Sunday at Corwell. And last uh, but not least, uh, ANU uh, looking to bounce back against uh, White Eagles, which will be another uh, great contest uh, down at ANU South uh, Oval. Whilst uh, Ugali against the Bayou, who, who do we have in that match there, Matt? Oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I'm really joking. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, Ugali will be a little bit hungover from their celebrations on the yeah. way back. No, <laughs> no but I'm only joking. Yeah, of course, Ugali. Um, it, look, I'm just, I'm very, very excited for MPL2. Like I said, it's a shame they're not going to be on Bar TV Sport this year. I'm going to try and get down to one of the matches at least. It sucks that they're all at the same time, essentially. Um, yeah, it does. I, I'm going to try and get, hopefully try and get down to at least one of the matches this weekend and try and get to all the teams at least... Uh, once or more than once a season, hopefully. Absolutely. And um, everybody, it's great to be back with football. Uh, Round one is done. It's in the books. Who thought we were going to say that four months ago? Oh, mate. Or five months ago now. Yeah. Five yeah. months ago now. Who yeah. said Who said we are going to say that? We're sitting over in that corner over there. I know none of you can see it, but we're sitting in that <laughs> corner over there. We're getting ready. We're all excited. You, me, Russ, you know, we're ready to go. And then that happened. But either way, it's um, very, very... That's what's most important. We're exactly. Here we're here now. We've got the first round done and dusted, which means, which gives everyone more confidence and everyone more experience. So we, and everyone more fitness, more importantly, in terms of the players. So, yeah. uh, I can, can I just say, yeah, I, I'd, like, I'd, I'd encourage um, as many people as they can. Uh, we've obviously uh, given a rundown of uh, this weekend's fixtures across uh, the, the three leagues there. I mean, if you're in and around any of those uh, areas, I mean, just pop down and, and uh, go go watch a game of football. I mean, it's a it's a great spectacle uh, now that we've got the three leagues back up and running, and it's good just to get the community involved as much as we can. Um, you know, get those uh, large sort of fan bases out w- watching football matches and really uh, really connecting uh, with the with the Canberra uh, footballing region uh, here. Look, Michael, it's, it's going to be fantastic. I'm just so happy to have this back. Thank you very, thank you for coming on, Michael. Oh. Uh, thanks to Russ for sending in the audio. Thanks to all the coaches for complying with us and uh, doing those interviews with us. And thanks for all everyone doing the commentary this weekend as well. And, of course, all the supporters uh, that did everything with the, guide, the COVID guidelines at the games and in terms of the match officials and all that sort of thing as well. So thank you very much, everybody. We are glad to be back. Can't wait for next week where we will review and uh, review round two. Thank you very much.